Buying your first home might not be the right thing for you to do today, but do you want to do it someday? Probably, since you're here. Good luck figuring out where to begin because most of the information out there stinks because the industry doesn't want to advertise to you and they just don't. You're not their goal. You're a pawn in their game, a pawn to sacrifice for most realtors ultimate goal, selling homes. So let's get you the info you need to beat the system. What is the happy haps, my friends? Welcome to the How to Buy a Home podcast, the podcast with a dream. Not my dream, yours. If you're new to the show, my name is David Sedoni, and if you're a longtime listener, that's still my name, but you probably have a nickname for me by now, making fun of me, and I'm down with that. Tell you what, why don't you send me those nicknames, making fun of me, david at howtobuyahome.com, and I'll read them out on the next podcast. Why not? What the hell? Okay. Those of you guys who have been listening for a while, look, I'm pushing these out as fast as I can. As you know, if you've listened to the library, you know, I don't just get on the mic and start rambling whatever's on my mind. It's not that kind of podcast. This podcast has a mission. It's to educate you in the best way possible. So what I decided to do today is put together a whole bunch of little pieces for you that I think are going to help you. Halloween's coming up, and so I thought maybe I'd give you some fun-sized, tiny versions Just like everyone does out when you go trick-or-treating, they give you those fun-sized tiny candies, except that one person down the street. My house was Miss Wilson. She always gave the big, full-sized candy. Well, that's what I usually give you, but today I'm going to give you fun-sized facts, bite-sized pieces of home-buying wisdom, along with some listener questions and some listener stories that are going to help you make this happen. Okay, fun fact number one. Did you know that you need a job to buy a home. Okay, who's pissed off right now thinking, really, dude, so fun facts are just a way to talk condescending to me for like 30 minutes? You suck. No, 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 no. I just want to explain some of the things about this to you because a lot of people don't check into this because they're too concerned about needing a job to get a home. Now, the easiest and simplest way, which is the way that most old timers or most Google searches are going to tell you is that you need a W-2, a W-4 job because those are the easiest to calculate. But 1099 jobs, they can and do get home loans as well. Now, in general, you're going to hear from people that you need a job for two years. But a new job in the same field, if you switch, but you've been more than two years, it still counts, even if it's a brand new job. And if you're getting a new job, sometimes all you need is just one paycheck to show that you've got that new job. Or sometimes they'll actually take a sales contract or an offer letter. And if you're buying and selling sneakers and action figures online, and that's your main source of income, all you entrepreneurs out there, I don't care how much money you've got in the bank or in Bitcoin or underneath your mattress. If you would like a bank to give you a big fat loan to go along with your big fat annual salary, you have to report some of that income that you make. I know it sucks, but you're going to have to report and you're going to have to show a large enough annual salary on some sort of, what's it called again? A tax return. If you don't file your taxes, skip to the end of the podcast and do that. Anyway, you entrepreneurs out there, you have to report 
what annual income you have. You can't just show them a big fat bank account and say, I've got $100,000 in the bank. Give me a $600,000 loan. They're going to say, where'd you get that money? And are you going to continue to make that money? So you've got to have a tax return that shows it, especially if you're a 1099 or an entrepreneur person who doesn't have a pay stub or you don't have a new contract with a new job offer. All right, next fun fact, credit scores matter. And those free credit scores that come on an app or someplace online, they usually come with a catch. Now, we've got a lot of big tips on the big episodes, episode 3, 8, and episode 56 has a super hack that might work for some of you. Now, I'm not sure if I mentioned this to you, but suddenly in 2021, the credit score apps, they're starting to put out commercials, giving you the pro tip that I gave back in episode three or episode eight in 2019. It says that you've got multiple different credit scores. Now, I haven't seen it very often. It's actually only one of the commercials of all the credit commercials out there. But yeah, you've got different scores. 28 is the last number that I got when I talked to a credit pro. So here are some quick credit tips if you're looking at your score on an app or on your credit card bill. Now, if you're just seeing one score, first of all, just realize that's only one of 28. Getting down to the basics on this, there are three credit bureaus that monitor your credit. There's Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian. Now, when you run your credit for a home mortgage, they're gonna take all three bureaus' reports. Now, if you wanna see your report, there's a lot of places that are giving it to you for free, but you can also get it at annualcreditreport.com, which is a, I'm not sure if it's a government, but it is a free place. I think there was a law that came out that said you have to be able to get it. So you can get one a quarter, I think. So you can get them each one every year. And so it's annualcreditreport.com. You can take a look at your credit report. Now you're going to get your three scores and now keep in mind when they're running that home mortgage, they're going to take all three reports and three scores. And it's not the score on your app. They're going to take the one that's specifically designed for a home mortgage, one of your 28 scores. And keep this in mind too. They take what they call your mid score. That's a fancy term for middle because all those mortgage brokers are way too busy to say the entire word middle. It's your mid score. It's not an average so let's say you had a 750, a 710, and a 709. You don't get an average. You're a 710. That's your mid-score. So remember, those apps are great for helping you get started and help you get to know things, but you have to talk to a mortgage pro to know your mortgage credit score. There's a lot of great new information that's at your fingertips, but a lot of it is incomplete. I'm glad that now I finally saw that one commercial that's telling you about that you have multiple different scores. I'm glad they're getting that to you in 2021. I told you about it in 2019. So who's really keeping an eye out? And who's looking out for you? And it's, I don't want to be a pessimist and a skeptic and a negative Nelly, but don't believe everything that comes on the apps. It's terrible to say there are some, I know a lot of credit cards and a lot of banks are doing stuff to help you. And that's great. But a lot of them are doing it because the government forced them to. If you look at your credit card statement right now, maybe you're a younger person. You don't remember, but back in the day, they didn't have that whole part on your credit card that tells you how many years it's going to take you to pay it off if you only pay the minimum. 
That's new because the government went, uh, guys, you're screwing over this entire generation of people and they're already getting screwed by student loans. So you need to explain how this whole credit card thing works. And remember, all those apps out there, they're not doing it out of the goodness of their heart. It's, it's not giving away karma or sesames to you for free. All right. They are selling something. They're selling services. Now, they're going to give you a taste of what's going on with your monitoring. And then they're going to tell you you can improve your score. But almost all the time, any of those improvements that they offer to you, they often include some sort of deal that they've got a partnership with, or you're just going to be paying them directly somehow, some way. All right, we're just getting started here on the fun facts, but we're going to take a break away from the fun facts and scoot over to a little place I like to call App Corner. Since we were just talking about apps. Yeah, here on the How to Buy a Home podcast, we've got the App Corner. It's a quiet corner where we hang out in bean bags with twinkly lights and we smoke some sort of something. And then we get into these real heavy debates, man, about the wonders of technology and how the apps have changed our lives. Now, I know that you found this podcast somewhere online and maybe you used an app to download it or an app to listen to it right now. And maybe some of you guys out there, you buy all kinds of stuff with an app. You love your apps. Maybe you even buy big stuff like stocks or a car. Yeah, you can buy that stuff with an app. But here's the tip, gang. You can't get a decent home loan with an app by punching in a few stats. You just can't. Hang out here in the app corner and let me tell you, it takes people, man. Here's the only way an app works to get you a home loan. Maybe if you know exactly what you're doing, you understand the entire mortgage system and you have perfect credit, no debt and tons of cash and you don't need any advice or creative planning or solutions. Does that sound like you? Probably not because you probably wouldn't have clicked on my podcast, man. And that's a big, big, maybe even for someone like that, they're probably going to go to a professional and get some advice and find something tricky for them to do because they've got all the options because all their ducks are in a row. So here at App Corner, we like to say, get out of App Corner. You need guidance, not push button service. You need advice, not product determination based on a few questions spit out by some AI to affirm that you are indeed approved. I'm sure a lot of you could be approved right now, but is that app giving you the best approval for you? Buying a house is a big deal. It's not a simple purchase that you can do with an app, despite what the advertisers are going to tell you. Yeah, the world's changed. Apps do a lot of stuff. But let me tell you this, lending has changed too, and that's good for you. It's gotten better. It's more stable. It's safer. And you have more tools at your disposal. I can't tell you how many consultations that I do at a coffee shop or over a Zoom when the plans drastically change and usually for the better. And that's because we're exploring all the options more than an app. Think of it this way. If an app can do it, why don't you go find a person? They can open up an app and tell you everything the app says and everything else that they know by doing this full time every single day. And the same thing goes for, I don't know, maybe your uncle who does loans on the side and even credit unions. I love them, but sometimes they're not much better in an app when they're trying to get you creative, interesting products that are going to help you buy your home. There are many apps and conservative credit unions and random big banks. And all they're going to do is take your information 
and jump to the quickest, easiest approval. That's what an app does. It gives you the quickest, easiest approval without exploring the best loan approval for you and all your long-term plans. All right, time to get out of the app corner, put in the visine drops in your eyeballs, and let's do another fun fact. Quick answer to how do I get my offer accepted in this competitive market? Well, here's one quick good answer. A recent listener is about to close on his first home because he reached out to me and ended up with an awesome unicorn team in the area that he was going to buy. A unicorn realtor and a unicorn lender. Those magical, mystical people that are very experienced, but also will work with first-time home buyers. Well, the unicorn realtor texted me a few weeks back and he said, we got this anonymous listener dude under contract this weekend. Eight other offers. We had our lender do a desk appraisal and the other agent was like, what's that? Okay, so you're out there going, yeah, dude, desk appraisal. What the heck's that? Who cares? That's not the point of the story. The point is that I know what that is and the unicorn team and the realtor and the lender that was helping this buyer, they knew what it is. But what was crazy was the person who was selling the home, that other agent had no clue what it was. So the unicorn representing the buyer educated her and explained how much better this was and how much more viable that his buyer was. So the agent accepted the listener's offer and it was only the third best offer out of the eight other offers. Third best offer in price, but she knew it was solid and she knew it would close because <laughs> maybe she was a little embarrassed. She actually learned something from that solid buyer representative. Okay, our next fun fact is an oldie but a goodie. This comes to us from a Bay Area listener, and I'm actually having a Zoom with him tomorrow to go over all this. We're going to do a consultation and explain this because now they're a seller who's looking to buy, but a lot of this information that I'm going to give you right now, it has to do with you guys out there who are looking to figure out how to buy a home. They got a home to sell, so she's asking me, what's a bridge loan? She didn't actually ask me what's a bridge loan. That just makes the fun fact work better. She said she wants to do a bridge loan. So let me explain to you what a bridge loan is and how it works. And I'm going to do the same thing in the consultation tomorrow. And unfortunately, they might not like the answers. But you know what? I always say this with everybody who asks me for a consultation. I would rather disappoint the buyers or sometimes the sellers. I'd rather disappoint you up front and then we can work it out and figure out the best way to get it later to what the best thing for you later on. Because once we know what we can and we can't do today, then we can focus all our attention on what we can do tomorrow and the way, the best and most efficient way to do it. Wow, that's ironic. The sentence where I was trying to say how to do it in the most efficient and effective way possible, I flubbed all over it and couldn't even say the sentence. Very inefficient. Okay, so as I said, this info crosses over with bridge loans. It starts with home selling, but we're going to finish with lots of home buying tips. Now, specifically, a bridge loan is for when someone already owns a home and they want to upgrade that home. So how do you do that? You sell one home and buy another. Now, the biggest part of doing a deal like that, longtime listeners, you know what my magic word is. Say it with me. Timing. You want to sell your home and you want to make money to buy another home. But man, that damn bank has the goal not to give you your money for your sale until your sale is actually official. And that entitled buyer that you're selling your home to, they actually want to get the keys and they want to live in that home at the closing when they give you their money. 
but you're like, I need that money to buy another house. So can you give it to me early? And they're like, no, give it to you when we close. And then the new people you're trying to buy a house from, they won't give you the keys to the new house till you give them money. So now you're stuck and you got to try to pull off the miracle of all miracles to get everyone to close on the same day. You know what that takes? You got to get your buyer and the home you're trying to buy, that seller, and three realtors and three lenders and two or three more lawyers or two or three more escrow companies all to work together and to make this all happen in one day just so you're not homeless for one night. So that's where a bridge loan comes in. This, my merry band of podcast listeners, is a technique that time forgot. Maybe George Bailey at the Savings and Loan from It's a Wonderful Life used to do these, but they ain't happening now. This is black and white stuff, man. You could tell a bank back in the old days, hey, brah, lend me the cash to buy a home and I'll pay you back when I sell my home. All right, then we'll take out a new loan with you. Cool? Yeah, sounds cool, but it doesn't work like that anymore. The banks don't do bridge loans anymore. Now, they kind of do a bridge loan, but what they do is they want you to take out one big loan that encumbers both loans on both houses. So it's this gigantic loan. And the rates and the terms on that loan are never as good as if you were just getting one loan on the new house. So what you're trying to do is figure out a way to, well, how can I sell my home, get the cash, and then use that cash to get a new home without me being homeless? One way to do it is to start looking before and during your selling process. Then what you do is, I know folks don't like to hear it, but you take your stuff and you stick it in storage. And then you sell your home whenever is best for you and your buyer. And you live somewhere temporarily until you can close. And then you've got the cash in hand that you can take and go buy a new home. I actually had some rad clients of mine. They're good friends here in Southern California and they're creative artsy types. Can't imagine why I was hanging out with them. Jesse and Kathy, you may have heard me talk about them before. They sold their condo, got the cash. And while they waited for their home to close on the one that we were buying, they took their closing money and their cash, got out of the condo. Well, they actually rented it back for a month. But at the end of that month, we still hadn't closed on the home we were buying. So they just took a sweet roadie, went up the coast of California, camped for a couple of weeks, and then they came home and they got the keys to their new home. So if you're a buyer, you have to remember each deal that you're going to be going into, they are probably doing a couple other deals that matter to them. And maybe it's not another deal they're doing. Maybe they have to wait to finish a school year. Maybe you have to wait because they have some big life event that they want to do in that house or be in this area for that. And every deal is about two things. Say it with me, time and money. So if you're more flexible and you can couch surf or road trip or crash with the family while your stuff is in storage, by giving the buyer and the seller the time that works for them you can net the most money. That's the way that it works. Now, if you're just the buyer and your apartment leases up and you can take a road trip, crash with the family, put your stuff in storage, whatever, but give them the time that they want, then maybe you can win a competitive deal. Now, another very popular way that sellers are selling because of all this craziness with trying to figure out how to not have someone be homeless sellers realize it's super competitive for them to buy. So something that got really big in 2021, and I've been doing it for years, is they ask for rent back. 
It's also called a lease back. Now you as the buyer, what you do is you say, cool, I'm going to close on this deal. I'm going to get my cash from my lender, give it to you. And then we're officially going to close. And I'm officially going to become the owner of this house, but I'm going to become your landlord. So the person you just bought the house from, you're now their landlord and they're renting back from you. Sometimes for a week, sometimes a month, sometimes even three months. And why do we do that? To give them the time to secure a new home and to give them the money from your loan that you just paid for to buy that house. So I know you're thinking, dude, why the hell would I want to do that? Well, I just told you, you just gave them time and money. So what does that mean? You're getting the sweet end of the deal because you're flexible. You now have the options to become one of the better offers that's on the table. If you're secure in your living arrangements because you've been planning this for a long time inside your little unicorn bubble, like my girl Madison likes to say, that's with your bitching unicorn realtor and your lender, and you've been prepping for this for a long time, and you're ready for, I don't know, maybe a small lease extension, or maybe you're ready to get out at the end of your lease because you've got someplace else to go. Now you can offer time and offer them to get the money whenever they want Because by offering that to them, those two big pieces, you could stand out from the other 20 offers, maybe even the ones that were higher than yours. All they needed is an exact move-in day that could work out for them. And what are the odds that's going to be the exact day that lines up with the last day of your lease? Now, in this market, when it's so competitive, you can offer a rent back maybe with your offer. I do it every single time. I check with every seller. Hey, when do they need to be out of the house? We can close this in as quick as 21 days, but how soon do you need to be out? Because we've got flexibility on our end. I express that to the person selling the house right away so my buyers look more appealing. Ooh, that sounded cringy. Anyway, so my buyers look like a buyer that's going to be able to close on the house and give them what they need. Locally, here I did have one of my Disney buyers I, when I first sold him a house, his name, it was just Dan, but now he's all married and stuff. So Dan and Ling were looking to buy a house and they wanted to buy a home from some people moving out of state. Those people, they obviously make it a big move. They needed extra time for their move. And on top of that, they had lived there for a long time. And one of the parts of our contract was that they agreed that they would be doing the full termite. And we found out that that termite was going to need to be tented. That's big termite work that needs to be done. So They're packing up and trying to move across country. The last thing they want to do was figure out how to tent the house for a termite because you have to like cover all your food in plastic and wrap everything up and then bail for three days. So what we did was we structured a deal with a couple of weeks of rent back, which we actually did for free. So what that does is it increases the value of our offer without increasing the price of Dan and Ling's loan. We didn't have to throw on a couple thousand dollars. We just gave them a couple thousand dollars worth of extra time in the property would have been paid to them in a rent back as part of the deal. And then what we did was we tacked an extra three days on the end of that once they bailed, and then we could put up the termite tent and then Dan and Lincoln move in. Not only did that win us the deal in this crazy competitive market in 2021, but the sellers were so happy that when the tent came off, we went back to the house We found a massive mounted television in the garage, another massive TV mounted in the backyard with surround sound and it had like a full cover so it could stay safe in the elements for the 14 times a year that it rains here in Southern California. 
there was a full fridge in the garage. There was a subwoofer in the backyard and two huge Edison light strings that were perfectly strung along the whole backyard. And even some spare change left in some of the drawers. None of that was contracted during the deal, but they just did it as a thank you because we were so accommodating because they had given the seller options. Okay, fun fact. Next one, last thing about new homes. I could do a whole podcast on it. I probably will Sunday. There are so many different pros and cons on a new home versus what we call a resale home. No, it's not a used home. It's a resale home. Now, at the start of this course, the listener said, boy, I was really excited about buying a new home. The process has been so much easier, I think, than going through a resale and having to worry about all those bidders I keep hearing about. Then a couple weeks later, I got a text that said this to me. Hey, we found out that there's something we were not clear, and I think it's going to make us maybe walk away from this new home purchase. The prices that are advertised is not what we're going to pay, and that was because of the date of the closing. See, the closing's far away because they got to build the house, and the price increases quarterly. We weren't aware of this. As I said, pros and cons. That's just one thing you need to be aware of. The main thing about the new builds, and I've sold new builds even to a listener actually here in Southern California, as well as many other clients of mine here, but don't get sucked in and look at the billboard prices or the prices that they hang on the flags that you see in the town, because for many, many reasons, that's not going to be the price. You can't compare that to the resale prices you see on Zillow. Another thing about those billboard prices is those are no upgrades. If you go to the construction site and you walk through a model home, that home has $100,000, $200,000, depending on how expensive a home you're looking at, in upgrades by comparison to the base price. That's the billboard price. And sometimes you get no yard amenities at all. And by amenities, I mean grass. A lot of times the billboard price is four walls, basic appliances, basic paint and flooring, and dirt yards. And one of the other things that you have to be aware of is you have to be sure that the home, if it takes a while to be built, you have to understand if the price is locked and how long is it locked? Is it three months, six months, nine months while they build it? And you have to keep in mind and know this. If it's not, if they haven't locked it in and the market's going up, the builder is giving you crazy built-in equity. If you're buying a home now and the market's going up, it's going to be worth more in six months or nine months. So Again, you might think that that's going to be a better deal for you because you're not going to have to get a bidding wars, but I've heard stories from all over the country. If they're doing something like that and they're giving three months of equity away, then a lot of these builders, what they're doing, because I've seen it in 2003, 4, and 5, in 2013, 14, and in 2021, they're going to do a lottery and you're going to show up at 9 a.m. on Monday morning and get a wristband like you're trying to get concert tickets. Well, that's the way we used to do it before the internet. So some of you might not know what I'm talking about, but yeah, it's a lottery. Builders aren't stupid. If homes are going up, they're going to sell for top dollar always. And they're either going to have incremental increases included, or they're going to do a lottery and go to the highest bidder that day. And that's the way that it works. Or I shouldn't say the highest bidder that day. They're just going to do the lottery and maybe give it to folks based on the publicized prices. Again, those billboard prices with no upgrades. And then they'll release the next phase of homes, but they're going to jack the price way up. Okay, another fun fact. This is to help you guys out. Now, you know me, Ted Lasso on the microphone, trying to be the uh, Captain Kindness and Positivity 
So I'm going to give you a little bad news right now, but know that it comes from a good place. If you're exploring different areas of the country because you don't know exactly where you want to live, and so you want to reach out to a realtor and just talk to them about the option of exploring in that realtor's area, you have to expect that you might not get the greatest service in the world. That's because realtors are 100% commission. And they don't make a dime until a few days after they give you the keys. So if you can't decide between Nashville, Orlando, or Omaha, and you want to reach out to three different realtors and expect to get 100% service for them or from them, when there's only a 33% chance that you're actually going to end up working with them, it's probably not going to work out in your favor. Now, that sucks, but hey, that's what the podcast is about, giving you the information. You can take it and process it and do whatever you want with it. You shouldn't be expecting a realtor to send you all kinds of listings from another state for months and then drive you around to find a home that suits you if you haven't even decided if that's where you want to live. If you need some tips on how to explore areas, other homes, we just did one recently, an episode with my friends who moved up from California up to the Pacific Northwest. And maybe I'll cover it more than another podcast, but just keep in mind, a lot of that research, you might have to start on your own. All right, now we're going to get into a fun story with uh, fun fact lessons built into it. It sounds like I'm one of those substitute teachers putting up a lame video in your history or English class that's trying to have some sort of academic lesson, poorly disguised in some terribly written and directed movie. (laughs) This is the beginning of this story. This is the quote I got from someone that I've been talking to from the podcast for years now. Thanks again for the inspiration to get the process started earlier this year. We ended up buying a home about a year sooner than we originally thought possible. And that's from my friend, Mike. Here's Mike's story. Mike first reached out to me at the end of 2019, like in November. He thought they'd be on a two or three year plan, but they ended up buying, like I said, sooner than they thought the beginning of 2021 bought with a nice low 5% down payment and bought an entire year ahead of schedule. Now, what did that mean for Mike? 2021, depending on where you're at, 8, 9, 12% appreciation. Appreciation, that is profit. Straight up that you do nothing except pay your mortgage and your house goes up in value. I know, I know. Will it go down someday? Yeah, but for now it's up, which means when it does go down, Mike will have a cushion. And he would have missed out on it just because he didn't know that he could do it. But he listened to the podcast and figured it out. So look, for those of you out there who are just looking for the tips and the tricks, you just listen to how to buy a home because you want to know how to buy a home. You just want the details on how to do this. And you do the work on your own. And when you're ready, you're going to go out there and you're going to make it happen. So then you tune out when I do all my Ted Lasso motivational and inspirational stuff. I got to tell you, love you, but I think you might be missing the point. Because the best hack and insider trick that I can give you, the real answer to how to buy a home, here it is. But for you robot people who don't like me pumping you up, you might have to deal with a little bit because it's sort of wrapped up in the motivational, you can do this. Timing in buying your home, that's the most important how and know-how when you're buying. Timing is everything for first-time homebuyers. The best advice for you at the end of 2021 is to get on it. You can do this and you should be doing this. The economists see an appreciating market for a while, so the sooner, the better. Now, if you can. If you can't, you start planning and you work it out. 
So it sounds motivational. It sounds like I'm saying, you got this. Go do this. You don't know, and you don't know that you can maybe pull this off. No, it's also fiscally the thing to do. I'm telling you to be just like Mike, who didn't know what he didn't know. And once he listened to the podcast and heard his options, his plan went from two or three years to a year and a half. He realized what he could do. Use the info here to get yourself that unicorn team, a unicorn realtor, just like Mike did in his area, and made it happen for himself. Now, I have no idea what fact is going to be your personal light bulb. Maybe it's that you don't need 20% down. Maybe it's that 3.5% is used by many buyers, and I think the average last year was 8 or 9% that most people put down. Only 3 or 4% put cash down of all the first-time buyers. A lot of folks put down zero first-time buyers. That's a great... There are a couple few programs out there, but it's definitely available if you're a military or a vet. Maybe your light bulb was realizing that sometimes your rent payment may be very similar to and sometimes even lower than your mortgage payment if you bought a place. Maybe it's you realizing that you can look at your down payment the same way that you look at uh, a first and last and a security deposit on an apartment. And then you're going to be paying roughly the same monthly payment for a mortgage as you do as your rent. There's thousands of other light bulbs in the almost 60 episodes I've gotten, hours and hours of me rambling. But the simplest tip, the tool, the technique, the hack, the shortcut, or the insider information that I can give you is this one. Spend more time researching who you hire than how to do this. I have an analogy that I've used before, and I say it with humility regarding the importance of a realtor, because I definitely don't want to overinflate the importance of a realtor. But the analogy is this, would you hire a doctor or a lawyer by studying everything there is to know about how to do the surgery or how to litigate a lawsuit in court so that you could practically do it on your own and then go out and hire someone just because they have the license and then you lead the way the whole time using your Google knowledge that you just acquired? Or would you spend most of your time researching finding the best professional doctor or lawyer and work with them but let them lead the way? Again, I'm not saying that realtors are as important as anyone who heals people or keep you out of jail, but I can tell you I've had many a buyer with a bad realtor, then the way they explain the process is like someone who had a really ugly court battle or a really painful colonoscopy. So if you want to get this done, be like Mike. You guys remember that? Sometimes I dream that he is me. Got to see that's how I dream to be like Mike. If I could be like Mike, I want to be, I want to be like Mike, like Mike. Okay, aging myself again. See, that's a commercial about Michael Jordan. He was a basketball player before Kevin Durant, LeBron James, and Kyrie Irving, if he ever decides to get a shot. See, that commercial aired in 1991. That's the year that I should have bought a home instead of renting an apartment in North Hollywood. And subsequently, eight years I spent renting, lost $104,000 in rent that could have gone towards buying a home. And that is why I started this podcast. That's why I give you the secrets. So you can be like Mike. I like to be like Mike. I want to be, I want to be like Mike. And not like me in 1991. So be like Mike, not Michael Jordan, but listener Mike. He listened, used the tips, found his own magical unicorn realtor and mortgage pro to help him realize his dreams a year earlier than he thought was possible. And he made it happen using the free tips from this old dummy here who didn't take my own advice back in the 1990s, mostly because I didn't know what the hell a mortgage was back then. So take the information and you can use it to find your own unicorn. 
I'm not selling you anything but hopes and dreams. I just want everyone to get their own roadmap. Do your thing. This is for you. Take it and use it as you like. Enough business is going to come with the goodwill of my happy clients and listeners of this podcast by educating the masses on building trust, and that's priceless. So it's pretty simple. You do your research and you find the genuine advocate to serve you so you can avoid the dangers and come out on top, and probably a little bit sooner than you think. And then when you are stoked beyond belief that you pull this off, then you can share the podcast. And either way, it's going to be me or Unicorn Nation that are going to have enough people that come in and end up hiring us, and then I can keep this mission going. And that, that entire mission is to have enough coming in so that Unicorn Nation and I can keep helping as many individuals as I can and as the nation can. Now, sure, eventually I've got loftier goals of changing the entire real estate industry from the inside with a revolution of listeners. You know, you find the unicorns out there. It's only about 25% of them as far as the agents out there. And we can all rise up together and crush all the greedy realtors that try to take advantage of you or, or worse, just ignore you altogether. <laughs> but until that revolution happens, make sure that you're very, very aware of who you're hiring to help you follow it. So take it, this information for free and run with it. Find your own path. Go out there and use it to get your own unicorn. Got a lot of listeners, even some of them up here on my wall that did that themselves. That's awesome. Or you can reach out to me for a unicorn and we'll grow the revolution with the proven pros we know have done it with other people. We're at, God, I think almost 50 listeners in 2021 that have closed. A lot of them started in 2020, but have closed all over the country. And every time somebody closes, the wall gets more pictures on it. And with every new homeowner, I'm happy no matter how you get there. Now, I've got one more fun fact and big tip coming in. It's tied directly to this. And I'll get to that. But if you're sitting there or you're walking there or you're on a treadmill there and you're thinking you want to be like Mike, what are you waiting for? Reach out to me today and get your plan started before you think you should, because what do you know? Love you, but you're listening to me in your ear holes for advice. So you're obviously looking for some kind of guidance. All I got to do is go to www. Don't you hate when people say that? Yeah, it's the internet. I know. Go to howtobuyahome.com. Fill out the contact form and ask me your question. Even if it's, dude, what the hell do I do? Seriously, I get that question a lot. It's awesome. Perfect. Howtobuyahome.com. And if you want more stuff out there, there's David Sedoni on YouTube or Instagram. David Sedoni is there as well. That sounds weird. That's me. Or the Facebook group. There is a Facebook group if you're still hanging around Facebook. How to Buy a Home is the Facebook group. There's lots of tips there. But reach out any way you can. Slide into my DMs. Go to howtobuyahome.com or David Sedoni. It's there and it's waiting. And why? Because the sooner you start to plan, the more options that you have. Just like Mike. Planning for this should begin immediately. The more prepared you are, more options. Eventually, every purchase that you make has a compromise, but you're going to have to compromise less and have multiple different options the more prepared that you are. And it could be in many different ways. So start the education, the financial planning, the creative financial options, the neighborhood studies, the debt reduction. Start it all today. Now, what's this last little fun fact? It's my magic word. Timing, timing, better options with more planning. Now, I told you about Dan and Ling, timing got them the deal. They could do the rent back and give a couple days for the tenting. Boom, snagged a great home. Look, you can do this by yourself. You have to try. You could do it. You could save and reduce debt on your own, but you might do it wrong. And then it's going to take you longer to reach your goal. 
Now, what are you like, dude, did you just say wrong? How can I save and reduce debt wrong? Well, for buying a house, sometimes you can. There are different financial formulas and things you should be doing and equations and different ways to do it that might actually blow your chance to buy. I'm still writing my opposition paper on David Ramsey and that podcast is going to come out soon, but I just called him David. I got formal because I'm scared. It's an opposition paper. I ain't scared, man. Believe me. There's so many old school philosophies out there. And if you just studied on your own, you're not talking to someone that has your best interest in heart, you might be saving, you might be reducing your own debt, but you could maybe be costing yourself tens of thousands of dollars and missing out on a situation that you could be taking advantage of sooner than you think you can. What if you start the plan with a unicorn and the market changes? Cool. Good. Now you have months and months of proper guided planning that you can adjust with the professional who knows your situation. If everything goes bonkers and goes haywire tomorrow, do you want to call somebody who's freaking out in their office and thinking about jumping out the window? Or do you want to talk to a unicorn that is ready and prepared for this and working with people who might say, dude, everything's going nuts. Let's chill out and wait a few months and see how this goes. Because they weren't trying to sell you and get you to buy a house the first second that they started talking to you. It's not the way we roll, man. Starting a plan for you means that you have options in the future. Timing matters. But options, not but, also options matter when you're buying. You can adjust your timing if you start now. And it doesn't matter if you're a conservative person or totally reckless. The more options that you have, the more satisfied that you're going to be with the final outcome. You can go crazy or you can get as safe as you want if you have lots of planning that sets you up and giving you lots of options. If a listener started listening in 2019 and spent all of 2019 and 2020 working with professional guidance, and then the crazy summer of 2020 happened and there were multiple offers on the homes... Now, then there's all this crazy stuff going on. There's rent back requests. There's full loan vetting, and they're asking you for your blood type and your firstborn child, and they want to know everything about you, see your bank accounts, and sellers are going to have different demands for increased deposits, and the sellers might go nuts and ask for the moon. Who do you think is going to have a better shot? The person that has been working for all of 2019 and 2020 prepping with a professional team or the buyer that just last month realized their lease was up and the rent's getting jacked up. So they went to Rocket Mortgage and they got an approval on their phone and they're like trying to buy the house like they're trying to get into a concert and say, here, scan this. Doesn't this mean I can buy a house? Look, if you think it's too early to reach out, there's an 18-year-old listener that reached out and wants to start her plan. Awesome. I'm there for her. Now, hopefully, I don't know how long it's going to take for her to buy a house, but hell, if it takes her 10 years, I pray to God my son's running this podcast and I'm retired on a boat. But I figured, what the heck, let's work it out. She reached out, we're working her plan. Notice we're working her plan. We're not working the plan, her plan. This is not one size fits all. If you're here and you just want to know the way to do it, there is no the way. There's your way. And you need professional guidance to help you do that. You need to get the basic education first to understand how this works. That's great. I'm glad you're here for that. But then you got to jump in and grab yourself a unicorn team. Or you ask me for a unicorn in your area and I'll help you find one. Then the next step, no matter if you find it yourself or we help you find it, then you make a pro unicorn team for you. Your realtor first, 
and then help your realtor find a unicorn lender, not an app. And then they're going to customize your plan. And your best plan is the one that you work for as long or as short as you like so that you can have the options when it makes the most sense for you, not when an app or a guy in an open house says, yeah, you can buy a house. Let's go next weekend. So to everybody out there, everyone who's got me in their ear holes right now, I am so glad that you are listening. Really, I cannot thank you guys enough. This is just a random thing I started, and now it's become this this huge, I don't even know what I can call it. It's this huge revolution. It's a movement. That's what we are. We're a movement. But I got to let you know, everyone out there listening, if all you're doing is listening, unless you have a plan in motion, this 45 minutes or so, Glad you listened, but you're no closer to buying a home than when you started this episode. Think about it. I don't end each episode with, you can listen to this. Nope. It's, you can do this.